And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Good evening, one and all. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and there is still no manager. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're coming to what, five days since the sacking. Uh, well, less than that, technically. Uh, but yeah, the sacking happened on Monday. We see a Thursday. No manager, as as things stand. We will go through the rumours that have been popping along. I would say nicely, but I don't mean nicely. Over the last <laughs> last week or so. Um, and then we'll go from there. We'll see where we are, see where we think we will be in a few days' time. There's the Tunisia injury with Paul Davis. There's the rumours. There's the odds. There's plenty to cover. I uh, wish Mick is obviously buzzing about Iron Mick. <laughs> I can't tell you how good I am, mate. It's just, I mean, I'm having a whale of a time when it comes to Rotherham United. <laughs> yeah. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Danny will be with us shortly. Danny will be with us tonight. Um, Sam Dowie says, Matt Taylor looks like he's getting a new job. Yeah, Matt Taylor lined up for the Bristol Rovers job, which is good news to be honest with you. It's good news all around. Um, mm. I'm not sure how that links in with the Exeter link he had. I'm not sure how big a rivalry that is, to be honest with you. But anyway. Don't know. Don't know. The irony is um, he gets the job before we get another manager. Yeah, they'll be married to that. Yeah, and, and the staff that we were, we've tried to put in charge for what Leeds game have to leave because they've got a new job with Matt Taylor. Yeah, that's a... Let's start there, Mick. Um, we all expected, and I don't know why we expected this, to be honest with you, we all expected a quick turnaround in terms of appointment. Mm. Um, and then the, my, Paul Davis released an article, I think, yesterday, I think Wednesday, with Tony Stewart suggesting that we would not have an appointment until, the, until at least after the Leeds game. So we expected a temporary temporary management team in uh, place, which should be Wayne Carlisle and Co. 
for the Leeds game. Um, how did you feel about that when you read that? I think was it the same of every single Rotherham way? You just went, oh god. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Disappointment, I think, is um, is the word. Realistically, um, like everybody else, I, I kind of thought that we, we talked about the possibility of Matt Taylor losing his job prior to prior to the Watford game. We talked about it quite a lot, and and, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about it on social media. <laughs> um, and given the Wednesday perform the performance down at Swillsborough, I I kind of thought that. Tony Stewart's made, mind might have been made up at that point and, and he would have been doing something, making some um, covert approaches to other people um, mm. so that if and when he decided to pull the trigger, um, he'd, he'd got somebody who could slot straight in. It feels like, and I know I know we don't know behind the scenes, so we don't know what's going off and, and everything else, but it feels like just a, virtually every other club that's acts a manager almost makes an appointment the same day, you know what I mean? It seems mm. to be all very, very quickly afterwards. But having said that, that might not be the case. We're not personally involved in that, you know, so it, it might just seem that way to us. Um, but I anticipated that he would have had somebody in place and, and clearly that is not the case. So it's disappointing, I'll be honest with you. And, and to think that we've got a two-week break from football and we're already talking about, or we were already talking about two days ago, the fact that we we're going to go into our next game in two weeks' time without a manager. It's not It's not a great look, I'll be honest. It, well, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Yeah, look, the look is, you're right, it might, it might not be the case, but it, doesn't look, it looks unorganised. And Yeah. Um, Shelley says, surely the international break is the best time for someone to come in and at least spend some time with us. That's sort of what we we mentioned. I think we mentioned it last time, Mick, that it's really good. If you're going to change your manager, this is this is a really good time to do it because you can get a new manager in and get 10 days, two weeks under a new management, get some playing styles involved and, and everything else. Yeah. After next Friday, you would all we all know what December's like for football. <laughs> we all know yeah. because yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's gonna be so little time for actual coaching in that time, which Matt Taylor fell foul of that last year in that in that crazy run to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we're just putting this, and last year was forced upon us. I don't think we can all any complain about the, the, the time it took last year. No, but this just felt different. It felt like it felt it felt organized. You no, know, when we sat Matt Taylor, I thought this makes sense. We've done it at what feels like probably the right time, mm-hmm. and I feel like we can maybe move get somebody in and, and uh, for the reason I just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then, then it's going to be two weeks between second and appointment in a great time. So it just seems a bit odd, really it, odd. And, and, and common sense would suggest that you should have somebody in place. However, mm. um, we've also got to bear in mind the financial aspect to this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these other clubs who appoint managers straight away are happy to throw as much money as they want at it. We know mm. that we're not going to do that, you know. So whoever the replacement will be, there will be some negotiations. And Tony Stewart will be battering them down on, on price, essentially. Um, and and much as people don't like that, and I know people don't, you know, well, you'd pay him what he wants, etc. etc. We are not that kind of club, and I'm glad that we're not that kind of club. So, I suppose, from that looking at it from that, that perspective, maybe we're doing the right thing, um, or there's an mm-hmm. argument to say that it's the right thing to do to make sure that we get value for money, 
Um, too many clubs don't. Too many clubs don't, you know, and Watford being the perfect example of sacking a manager every three weeks. Um, those are, there's a cost involved to all that. Uh, there's a cost involved to getting rid of Matt Taylor. Um, there'll be a cost involved to getting rid of the, the Wayne Carlisle and, and the likes, assuming that they don't stay or there's potentially mm. going to be unless they resign. Um, so that is something that has to be taken into consideration. We can't just, we can't just gloss over that. And and, mm. and said Tony Stewart should be paying them paying them whatever they want because that's 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 the slippery slope, isn't it? You know, um, mm. much as people don't want to hear that, and I, I don't particularly want to be hearing it or saying it, but it is a fact. It is a fact of who we are. So mm. maybe that's got to add some impact on the timescale. I don't know. Mm. Possibly, um, Thomas A says maybe it's down to timings and replacement is already in place. And then we're just waiting to announce it for contractual reasons or something like that. That is that's entirely possible. Um let's see what else we've got. Um we had a question here from Jamie it says now it happened, do you wish you kept Matt Taylor? Feels as like we had somebody else in mind and fallen through. I've seen that a few times, Mick. Do you still think it was the right decision to part out when we did, even if we didn't have a replacement lined up? I do, yeah. I do. I've I've been, I've been, had the time to sit back and think about it. I've I've been on the fence for quite some time. But yeah, yeah, now we're now we're free of it. it. Things were not improving week after week after week after week. It wasn't there wasn't really any sign of any improvement. In fact, you could argue that some of the home performances started to drop rather mm. than rather than the away performances coming up. So it 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 was inevitable. Um, and, and I think I think probably looking back now. It, it, it was the right decision, so I don't I, I don't have any any qualms about that, and and I feel I feel bad for Matt Taylor. He's, he's he's obviously worked hard. He's got a vision. He's got he understands and and knows what he wants to do with the club. However, um, it didn't fit for us mm. because he wasn't able to he wasn't able to get up to speed quickly enough. I guess is the uh, is the bottom line. So yeah, it was the right decision. I don't, I don't have an issue with it at all personally. Now, no, I think I wholly agree. Uh, they'll probably agree. I absolutely do agree. Um, Shelley says, "Do you think the original first choice has knocked us back? We will come on to changes and rumours and who's in the race, out of the race. We'll talk about that." Um, Craig come back with why sacked Hiller with no replacement. He kept his coaching staff, which means the same tactics and style of play, and wasting two weeks, which manager could be getting getting used to. I just want to touch on that. I'll bring Danny in first. Hello, Danny. How you doing? Hi, lads. How we doing? Not bad, mate. Thank you for joining us. So let's just touch on to the we've touched on the situation. I just want to touch on the keeping of Wayne Carlisle, Dan Green, I think, and Scott Brown. I think that is a really good idea from the club and, and great that I suppose Matt Till has allowed them to stay and that Wayne Carlisle is happy to stay on. Because what we saw just over 12 months ago was the entire backroom staff being cleaned out and two very inexperienced coaches just being put in charge and got the backsides handed to them against Wigan tactically and everything else. So I think if, if it is going to take two weeks, I think it keeps somebody... I know, I know we didn't play particularly well and we haven't been playing particularly well, but I think it's good to keep some experience and, and knowledge in there if an appointment doesn't come through in next week. Yeah, I've got an almighty lag on that. Sorry, uh, but yeah, um, I I agree. It's um, 
it does make sense to keep the assistant team on, um, just to hold down the fort a little bit, I think, um, and just to keep the players ticking over. But it, the obvious thing from that is that there's no immediate replacement lined up. So mm. there is going to be the full process of going through new managers and everything like that, which does beg the question, why sack Taylor that um, <clears throat> off the cuff when there's nobody immediately lined up to replace him? Um, but, you know, it could be a case of what's written into the contract. So it could be a case of the management team going, we're not going to leave you in the muds before moving on elsewhere. Um, but it's good that we do have more or less a full team to keep us ticking over until the next manager comes in, who might bring his own assistance with him. We'll have to wait and see or he'll work with the current guys that are there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it seems like a right decision for the current team to set up because we've still got someone you know who knows the dugout. We've got someone who knows goalkeeping and who's the coach as well. Um, so we're not quite as high and dry as last time, I think. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Let's go through... The riders that have fallen, if that's the right way to put them. Um, the first one to tick off his list, I think it was probably one that we all maybe wanted, and that was Neil Warnock. He has essentially ruled him well through the media, ruled himself out. I suspect he is, well, if you read Paul Davis' article, he's looking for short-term stuff, so maybe pop in in February, save somebody. Um, if there's any jobs going in February, all the, all the jobs seem to be changing earlier this year, maybe, um, and they have done, but that's, what, that's, that's why Warnock is not coming in. Um, how disappointed are we on that one, Mick? Well, yeah, I think anybody who anybody who has an opportunity to have Neil Warnock as your manager and don't get it, he's going to be disappointed. I would have thought pretty much, mm. um, particularly given our position. Uh, but I think it was always a bit pie in the sky, really, unless mm. um, unless there'd been some sort of um, strong relationship between um, Warnock and, and Tony Stewart, which I don't, I don't necessarily think that was the case. Um, so yeah, it, it was always going to be a bit pie in the sky. So mm. I'm disappointed, but not massively disappointed. Yeah, agreed. The next one that's been ticked off, uh, Danny, is John Eustace. He's been he was tipped by a lot of people. Again, I think this probably was a bit pie in the sky. If you look at what he did at Birmingham, he deserves better than dropping into a team or in the bottom three. To be honest with you, his, his next job should be a team that's in a slightly better position than where we are. In the greatest mm. respect towards my own club. Um, I, th I feel like he's earned a better chance than that. So I always felt like, although that'd be great for him, I always felt I like was quite unrealistic. What do you, what do you reckon? Um, I mean, people out of work will take something, won't they? But if, if the deal's right. But yeah, I, I do agree <clears throat> from where John Eunice has come from. You know, I think he was a bit hard done by at Birmingham, to be fair. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a bit, that's an understatement. Um, in an ideal world, he'd still be Birmingham's manager now, but you know, they've brought in Wayne Rooney, the big name, you know, oh, Wayne Rooney's Birmingham City, but anyway. Um, but yeah, but given the caliber of where he got Birmingham before being dismissed, I can see why he's out of the running at this point. Um, but it would have been a great addition. Um, it could have. Well, hypothetically, he could have worked his magic with us as he did with Birmingham early in the season, and the Lord knows what would have happened. But I agree with what you you set him out from taking Birmingham to what was it ninth? I think they were six something. Yeah, so around that way on to then going to Rotherham in a relegation battle. I mean, yeah, he could have beaten Birmingham if it had joined us. That would have been a great claim to fame. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense that he's out running. I think. I think the names that 
are still on the list make more sense in almost like an on the paper view, mm. you know, like um like William Richardson, for example, and um Gary Rowett, for example, they sort of make a little bit more sense given the current situation mm. than you know the, the past managers or the previous Premier League manager and you know the great saviour as well. Even though mm. from how advertisers worded the article with Neil Warnock, it's almost like it's an, it's an assumption that he doesn't want something because that's how he's played it in the past. That's how I read it anyway. I read it as an assumption, not a statement of fact. Yeah, possibly. Um, let's move on to the big man um, that has possibly been ruled out. Um, <laughs> Neil Bollinger says, uh, we started, he thinks we started signing people after the Wednesday game. His thoughts are, Chris Wilder was interested in change his mind. Alan Biggs had it spot on. He thinks that Paul Davis was fed this evidence story to see what the fan reaction was. That's Neil Bottoms, uh, what, he, what him and Alan Biggs thinks. So this broke on Tuesday, I think, Mick. Um, Steve Evans was linked with the Rotham job. <sighs> you weren't happy, Mick. Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed, if anybody saw, followed Mick on Twitter, I don't know if you worked out between the, the, between the lines of his tweets. Um, <laughs> Mick was quite happy with the link. Um, I've had a few days to calm down about it, and it seems like the Evans room has gone down. Um, where are you feeling, and what were your thoughts that that was? Did you, did you think it was a genuine link? Well, first of all, I can only apologize if I offended anybody by my my initial tweet, um, <laughs> which was probably around about midday, and I think by about four o'clock, I'd stopped actually physically shaking with rage. Um, I mean. <laughs> Am I glad it's died down? I couldn't be happier. I don't think I could possibly be happier. I mean, it's not been put to bed yet. No. Um, I hope to God it's put to bed sooner rather than later. Um, and I know, and, and this, and the, the, but the, one of the major issues with this is that I mean, you know very well how strongly I feel about it, um, and, and and obviously I've, I've said it on the podcast quite a few times over the last couple of uh, couple of episodes, there are other people who feel just as strongly in the mm. opposite direction. And I respect that. I understand. And I can, and to up, up to a point, I can understand why some people would take that view. Uh, however, what you've got straight away there, and you, you hit the nail on the head with one of the tweets that, that you put out at some stage during the, the, the that horrible day. <laughs> <laughs> We're already it's already a divisive issue, you know, and 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 should 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 he be appointed as manager, that division will continue, um, and 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 that's not a great start for for, for anybody in a job, uh, I don't think. Um, there's there's a there's a series of tweets from I think is it David Rawson on um, mm. Twitter, um, and he explains it far more eloquently than I ever could as to why um, why it would be a bad move. And, and if I, 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 I urge anybody who's, who's not seen that that thread to, to seek it out because it's it's very very good and it's it's, it's bang on right. Um, it's not the right man. I don't I don't I cannot see a set of circumstances where he would be the right man for this job at, at this club anytime, as far as in my opinion, but certainly now in the situation we're in. So I mean I'm glad that. The rumours have kind of died down, and and, and obviously the, the the article from Paul Davis kind of um, suggests that 
it may no longer be a goer. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm a lot happier when I'm told it's definitely not, mm. to be honest. Yeah, unsurprisingly, people that are listening are with you, Mick. Um, Sarah Ogden says, with you, Mick, uh, Steve Evans can stay away. Um, Evans says, Evans is not the right manager for these players at this time. Freeze and Fury says, he is a winner, Evans is a winner, but he hasn't managed at this league for seven years. And that that's the issue. He did. That's the issue. And I've seen a few people put the argument forward, Danny, that, say, that says if his name wasn't Steve Evans, then we'd we'd all be saying, let's get him in. And I would counter that by saying he's a... If, that, if his name was Nigel Clough, for example, you know, a, a guy who's been around forever, but he's now doing a very, very good job, or I can't think of any other lower league managers, to be honest with you, but somebody of a Nigel Clough name of ilk would be saying, yeah, he's done a great job, but it's not for us. And I feel like that's the mm. same thing with Stevens. He's done a wonderful job. I, I can't <coughs> I can't understate enough how good the job he's doing at Steven. I think it's amazing what he's doing. But that doesn't mean he's ready to come back to the championship in and, and get go into a relegation battle. When he Kenley kept up, that was his team he'd had for three years, mostly, once, once he's not farmed out. Mm. So he had three years to make that team. For, there's no, I can't see a reason why, why parachuting into somebody else's team is... I can't see that working, to be honest. I couldn't see it working. I think the main thing with Steve Evans is that it's nostalgia-based. <clears throat> you know, they're, they're some of the happiest times of Rotherham fan, you know, getting out of League 2, getting out of League 1, we're back in the Championship, um, and we stayed up. But we have to remember that... Um, I, mean, I mean, I can't remember this as vividly, but was Evans sacked or did he leave himself? Because he ended up at Leeds straight but, yeah. after... It's under a cloud of secrecy. The reason he left, right? But um, uh, but what I say is, he went to Leeds very quickly. Didn't do the best at Leeds. We then beat his Leeds team, mm. um, and then he sort of dropped off and ended up at Gillingham and then Stevenage. Um, so I think Steve Evans being bashed around is purely nostalgia for the good times. You know, but th- that might be one reason why Ronnie Moore's name's been knocked around as well. The nostalgia for the good times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong, Steve Evans did a fantastic job with us when he was here. He's done a fantastic job at Stevenage currently as well. And it'd be great to see him and Alex Ravel back in the dugout. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But <clears throat> as it stands at the minute and where Steve Evans' current level is, he wouldn't be the right fit for us, I don't think. Same with bringing Ronnie out of retirement to managers just for the time being. It wouldn't be the right fit. let the mm. past be the past and enjoy it for what for what it was. Like, how bad would it be if Steve Evans came back and did absolutely atrocious with us this time around? Mm. Uh, and I think that's why we'd be better off having a name that's not been <clears throat> associated with managing Rotherham before. You know, that's why I thought of Chris Wilder mm. because he sort of understood the club a little bit, having played for us. You know, um, but also trying to get his way back into management after not really working since the Watford job. Um, but he's been ruled out as well. So you sort of look at the other managers that are out of out of work but know the level, and you sort of go, yeah, I could I could see them coming to us for almost like the challenge of keeping us up, you mm. know. And I think, and this is what I said to Radio Sheffield. I think because they did the whole question of sell me this pen, but it's the Rotherham United job, you know. And, and I said, you know, you could have the accolade of keeping us up this season and and kicking us on. Uh, and I think some managers would really um, fall over each other to try and have that. You know, they could be the next manager mm. to keep us up, sort of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and that's why my leaning is is 
admittedly towards Liam Richardson because he's had a crack at that and it all went wrong at Wigan. And now it's a club that is run financially correctly. He's got more of a stab at it with us. So I think that's why he's the more favourable choice in my head. In my heart, I'd say like, you know, Steve Evans from The Soldier. But when my head says someone like Liam Richardson, mm. you know, it was yeah. it would beat us in League One <clears throat> to the title. It was doing well at Wigan until everything hit the fan. Um, mm. And then got dismissed, what were it, like two or three weeks after signing a three-year deal. Yeah. Like, go figure, you know, that's what the state that Wigan was in. Mm. Um, so I think he'd come back for another bite at the Cherry in the Championship and probably with us. Mm. Yeah, um, possibly. We'll come on to a couple of other names as well that have been linked. Um, Chris Wildermick, he was one. I still can't get my head around this one, to be honest with you, because he was linked very, very strongly. And now by realistic rights... Chris Wilder shouldn't really be linked with us no. because he's been in the Premier League. He's a Premier, he was a successful Premier League manager. Uh, that first season with Sheffield United was ridiculous. Uh, he also got Sheffield United promoted. Uh, he did a pretty good job at Middlesbrough without being spectacular. He did a pretty good job at Middlesbrough. And as we mentioned, the Watford thing, um, it's, it's Watford. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, I wonder if this was ever a thing, to be honest with you. I wonder if Wilder half threw his hat in the ring and, but it was just maybe a bargaining chip because we all know he wants that Sheffield United job, don't we? We all know he yeah. wants to go back there. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced it would ever a thing, frankly. I, I mean, I don't know. I've got, like everybody else, you know, none of us have got any any kind of inside information, but I'm, I'm not convinced it was ever really a thing. I think it possibly was just the fact that he's out of work, he's local, and he's played for us, and his assistant is Alan Nil, who's played for us local. Yeah. And has, has actually managed us. So you've got a bit of a from a from a press point of view there. You've got a bit of a, a candidate, aren't you? Um, yeah. And from a, probably from a bookies point of view, couple that with the fact that a lot of our supporters, me included, were saying you know he'd be a good he'd be a good choice. Um, that's that's why his name's been, been been in the frame. I'm not convinced it was ever a realistic proposition, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, it'd be great, but it's not going to happen, is it? No, uh, again, that's something Paul Davies. The thing I would say is, I'm more convinced that that's not going to happen after the Paul Davis article about it than I am about the evidence thing not going to happen after Paul Davis, which which is ridiculous. That's not criticism of Paul. That's just the fact that I'm, maybe that's more of an indication as to the fact that I'm still worried about Evans turning up. <laughs> it was like his post-match presser. We, we love we, we love Steve Evans, and I, lo- I used to love his, po- his post-match pressers when he was here. But I wouldn't trust a word he says in a post-match. No. If, if you spoke to him personally, I'm sure he's a very honest guy and everything else. But he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to press. He yeah. knows he brought the Rotherham link up in his post-match interview with the Stevenage guys. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a he's an incredibly clever man at what he does, uh, which is why you shouldn't trust it either way until it's confirmed either way, either by no, even if he said in his post-match on Saturday, I'm 100 percent not going to Rotherham, I still probably wouldn't believe it completely. No. Uh, because it's Stephen, I sort of mean that in quite a good way, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to dig him out on that. Um, yeah, did you ever see the Chris Wilder one as, as a goer? Did we mention it on, on last episode? Obviously, you weren't there, but did you ever really believe in that one? Um, <clears throat> there was a part of me that thought, mm, yeah, I, I could, I could see him taking it. Um, <clears throat> but I think Adrian Chadwick in the comments has, has nailed it on. Uh, we need a championship manager with, um, not Adrian Chadwick. I do apologise. Where's that comment? Uh, Damien 
Uh, Co Wood, my my apologies. Uh, Wild is like Billy Sharp, time waster by the press. Yeah, you know we we can sort of see the job that Wilder wants, um, mm. and uh, he's just waiting for Sheffield United to pull the trigger. But I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick with Heckingbottom because he did so well in the Championship. It's just yeah. in the Premier League, it's a bit there. Um, so yeah, I think Wilder was probably in consideration. Well, maybe so, a conversation. Yeah, maybe. definitely, and I think. It, I mean, it's all speculation from our part, but probably he's dragged mm. his feet and we've just gone, right, we're just going to start looking elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. Um, so those are the big ones that I've ruled out. Um, I think. I don't know, has anybody else been ruled out before we move on to the potential ones that are still around? Anybody else been ruled out that, we've, that I've missed there, Evans? Sort of. Ryan Cresswell. Ryan Cresswell's trying <laughs> to rule himself out. Um, <laughs> Oddly, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's quite up. Now, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has tipped himself for this job before. Did he tip himself for the job last year before Matt Taylor? He tipped himself to press. I think I I Radio Sheffield tweeted out last year that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank would be interested in the job. Um, again, I'd be interested in the job. I think yeah. me and him have got about as much chance as each other in getting the Rotherham job. Mm. Um, but he is still somehow high on the list. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all we've got no, in terms of... Where even is he now? He's not anywhere. That's why he wants Rotherham job. Mm. Uh, unless we need coaching on how to hit a ball really, really hard, I don't think he's the right man, <laughs> um, For sadly sadly for him. Um, Dave Lawton says, didn't think much to Wilder when he was at Borough. Watford seemed he got fierce and after leaving Blunts. Wouldn't have minded him, though. Um Harry says, "Don't you don't know whether people are doing it for jokes, but it's annoying that people keep mentioning Ainsworth. We aren't stupid enough to do that. You never no. know. I don't. I don't. I genuinely don't no. think it'll happen. If if, if Tony wants to, hilarious. If Tony wants to see the attendances plummet from an average of about eight thousand to two, then he will appoint Ainsworth. <laughs> and that's but, just me sat there laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would just be there for a comedy show with like um, red noses on and stuff. Actually, no, it's Red Nose Day coming up. We're going to appoint Ainsworth as a Red Nose yeah. Day, raising money for something. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, not Ainsworth, please, for the love of God. Uh, says, "Have we ruled Mick out yet? Have you had a, Have you had your interview at Mick, or is that coming up no, next I've week? I've had it yet, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not prepared to comment any further on that until um, until after my interview." Okay. But the issue I've got is it, it clashes with my Watford interview as well, so I've got to try and work that. It's my turn. Okay. It's <laughs> like jury service. Oh, I'm just about to make that joke. You just beat me to it. Um, not that the odds mean anything. Evans is still favourite. Um, and then we'll move, on. we'll move on. Let's move through some people that have are not been have not been ruled out. Let's go through the low end of what I want to start with. <laughs> uh, so I'll go for the other one first. Uh, Tom A, Tom A says Gary Monk would be his choice. Uh, Gary Monk's interesting one. He was a fairly successful manager at Swansea, I think, and he went to Birmingham. I think did okay. He then went to Sheffield Wednesday and was a disaster. Was it Leeds as well, Gary Monk? Mm. Um, was it Hull? I thought it was Hull. I will Google him while we're talking about it. But mm. I thought it were at Leeds. Um, I do. He would fill me with about as much excitement as. <laughs> a puck of pie at New York Stadium, Danny, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Gary at a potential... Guy? I haven't seen his name linked. This is also just a bit from Thomas from the from the, from the the comments. Mm. But Gary Monk a goer for you? Um, I mean, I've seen... 
again, I'm a bit torn because my Chef Wednesday is just a disaster anyway. Yeah. Um, so you can't quite hold it against him. Um, he's certainly been in the, the in the division before with different teams. Mm. Um, and like he, he did an okay job at Birmingham. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe that's our level. Maybe settling for an okay job in this division is our, you know, steal, if you like. Um, mm. It's one of them where I'd understand the choice, but wouldn't be my preference, I think is the best way to put it. Mm. He, followed, he actually followed Steve Evans at Leeds. <laughs> Uh, ironically, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, he then went to Middlesbrough, I think, was underwhelming. Then went to Birmingham briefly, and then most recently, Wednesday. I mean, he hasn't, hasn't managed since 2020. Um, it was three years since he's been out of a job, so that's quite a long time to be out of a job. That begs the question how much money was he on at Wednesday to be still unemployed? Well, but yeah. all right, like but his, his win percent, he had all he had 47% win ratio with leads over 53 games, so he, he, he's got it in him. Um, I do worry about three years out of a job, to be honest with you, though. That does concern mm. me. Mick, anything to add on that? No, not really. Not really. He's in it. I don't think he's stayed anywhere above a year, has he? Looking at those stats. Really? No. Um, and, and he's probably still on gardening leave from Chan Series. He's probably still getting paid. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why he's not had a job for three years. He's still getting a wage. Yeah, probably. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, let's move to another one, which is pretty low on my list, sadly, for, for our call. Uh, I do, I, I think this that he is one of the names currently being considered, Mick. Uh, how far this consideration is going, but Carl Robinson is on the list of names that are linked with the job. Uh, look, he's done excellent in League One. He's done very, very good at League One. I get him Kadon's promoted. I think he did a pretty good job at Oxford without being exceptional. Um, he doesn't fill the category of a at this level, MK Don's relegated when they shouldn't have gone down, really. No, he don't, he don't, he's not got that experience. He's not worked at this level to any degree. Uh, and he's certainly not had any success at this level. So given given what Tony Stewart's saying we're looking for, assuming that that is true, uh, he doesn't fit that category at all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a non-starter for me, I would, I would argue. Would you be against it you know, if, if he rocked up tomorrow? Would you? How would you feel about? Because we, we, me and you in particular spent quite a lot of years disliking Carl Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. As Charles Stone says, it came across very, very well on the podcast. But I, I, I'm just not a fan of, of of his work. To be honest with you, no, he's not doing it at this level, you know. And and if we were in League One, I might be having a different we might be having a different conversation. Um, but but we're not, and we don't want to be, and and we wanted to avoid that. And I'm not convinced that he's. He's got it in him to be able to do that personally. He's, he's 
give it, I mean, like like um, like Cheryl said there, you know, it was very, very good on the podcast, but he's a Paul Warren type character, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, who knew? Um, and and it, it's not going to work for us, I don't think. We've been there. We've got that. We've had that. We've got that T-shirt, haven't we? And yeah, I think I new one. Yeah, I think Carl Rivers will be a great point for somebody in League One. Danny, you, he's, he's got more experience. We're, we're going to talk about Liam Richardson in a minute, but he's got more, he's got a full season with the Championship experience. Liam, Liam Richardson's got about four months, so he does have the more experience than again Richardson, who we all assume is one of the front runners. But it's not a very good experience. It's a relegation on his CV. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> well, I mean, the manager before Matt Taylor had three relegations on his CV. True, um, true. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Matt Taylor technically still has none. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see in the comments there's a lot of talk of Carl Robinson as well. Um, again, Robinson's one of them where it's like I wouldn't say no, but and I'd understand why we'd appointed him. And like I say, he's a bit of a a worn character through the podcast that they that they both did with the BBC, but again, it's not really personal choice. I mean, a lot of this is coming down to personal choice, I think now. Yeah. Um, and with all the names that are flying about and all the speculation, it is coming down to personal choice. And um, I think the main thing we need to realise is that everyone's not going to be happy, regardless of who we appoint. We could appoint Pep Guardiola, and someone <laughs> wouldn't be happy with it. Um. But yeah, Carl Robinson's one of them where it's just like, <clears throat> yeah, he's done well with MK in the championship in the past. He's been doing all right with Oxford until he got relieved of his duties or walks or whatever it was. I don't keep up with Oxford because... Um, but yeah, I, I could see Carl Robinson coming in. And like we've said, we spent a long time disliking him until that podcast came out and they went, Actually, he's actually all right, isn't he? He's almost like the, char- the, the, the pantomime villain on the touchline. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we've learned his backstory, and it's like actually he's all right. Um, so I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind Carl Robinson. Um, mm. But then I look at the different man- management styles that we're looking at, and a lot of them are quite different. You know, we've gone from, you know, like man management of one manager to you know complete uh, terrier of a manager in Nathan Jones, for example. Mm. You know, it it, <clears throat> it just depends on what path we want to take the football club. And I'll, and I'll repeat what I said to Radio Sheffield. We can't have someone come in who just wants to come and put their print on everything. We need to have someone come in who is willing to work on and get the best out of what we've got at the minute. Mm. I think that's the important thing. If we bring someone in who tries to uproot everything, we won't see any um, immediate turnaround. But if we bring someone in who's able to get the best out of these players and get us points, more importantly, that'll be what I think is a success straight off the bat. Mm, yeah. Uh, Dick Martin says, can't work out who would fit us with the team we have, can't go directors with no decent target man, and we can't pass the ball at five yards try and match teams passing. I would disagree with both parts. I think we've got one of the best target men in the league in Jordan Hugel in terms of linking up play. When you use him properly, he's excellent at what he does. He's so, so good at what he does. So if you did want to go longer, you've got a guy who can do that. Um, I also think that we, at times, do have the players to play a passing style, certainly through the midfield. So I, I, I think, I think Matt Taylor's built a good team. To be honest with you, injuries permitting, I think he's built a good team. He just wasn't able to get them playing well together, and that's what's cost. That's obviously what's cost him his job. That's yeah. how I see it, anyway. Um, 
Somebody mentioned Nigel Pearson. I can't remember where um, where he is. Yeah, he's having, uh, as Digger, Digger Driver says, Pearson not interested in work uh, until the new year, personally. I think he's got some health issues, uh, Nigel Pearson. I think that's why he left Bristol City. Uh, so hopefully we'll see Nigel Pearson back in the championship at some point because he is a good, fun character. Um, <laughs> but it won't be anytime soon. I think probably, bear in mind, Sheffield Wednesday links. It might not be at Rotherham United. You never know. Um Let's move on to the sort of three strong names. I said the three strong names, but these are the three that have been named specifically by Paul Davis in his most recent article. Um, by the way, I know it's his job, but Paul Davis has done a good job, better, better job than anybody else, keeping us updated about what's happening at the club, to be honest with you. He's done a great job the past few days. I'm disappointed, just to go back, Mick. Last time we, when we lost Paul, when we had a Rob Scott interview explaining the situation, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed we haven't had a bit more communication from the club. I sort yeah. of understand it. But it would be nice to update, and I thought they did a good job of that in the interim period with Matt Taylor coming in. I think they've missed a bit of a trick there, to be honest with the club. Depends what they're doing behind the scenes, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, I suppose, yeah. Depends what they're doing behind the scenes. Mm. Um, anyway, back to the three names. Three names, Liam Richardson, Gary Rowett, and for the first time I've seen properly mentioned, Nathan Jones. Uh, these are all There is a, apparently a short list of four. Those are three of the four names. Again, that's cool. if, if these are on blame, Paul Davis, don't blame us. Um, let's start with Liam Richardson, Mick. Um, personally, a big fan of what he did at Wigan. I know he had, a, he had the bigger budget than us in, in League One, but when they came up to the Championship, they took to it like a duck to water. Um, they were so impressive. They were so organised. We played them in the first game after Paul one left, and they couldn't have been a worse team for us to play against because they were drilled to the ground. They knew exactly what they were doing. And for me, that would work. I think we need that kind of manager but he only has three or four months with a championship. It was good championship experience, but it was only three or four months championship experience before he was very, very harshly sacked. Um, I am torn on Liam Richardson because I like him, but I'm not sure if it's the bill. Uh, I, I, I don't know anything about him, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> okay. So you, you probably come to the wrong person on that. Having said that, I don't know much about any of the three, any of the three, to be mm. honest. Um, however... He's the one I know the least about. Yeah, he's a young manager, a youngish manager. Um, and he's obviously, he obviously, like you say, he got he's been playing very, very well. Um, it's just that he does lack experience. Um, yeah, he's been here before. Yeah, he's done it here before for a few months, but he lacks experience. So for me, out of those three names that you've given there, he would be the bottom of my list. Mm. Yes, I think he would. I think he's going to make a good manager, Danny, but I think he's. He's a risk. He's more of a risk than the other two, other two names we're going to come on to in like Richardson. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he is. I think, um, as I mentioned before, you know, he, he sort of made the best of a bad situation with Wigan that turned into a horrific situation, really. <laughs> um, but like you say, he's still got a song out of a broken guitar. You know, um, yeah, that's quite a good metaphor. I need to write that one down. Um <laughs> So again, it's another one of them where like I understand the appointment um, and why we've done it, but like you say, it is a risk, you know, because mm. a few people have said in the comments tonight that we want. It's already been said that we want someone with uh, more recent championship experience, and yeah, okay, Richardson fits that bill, but you know, it's only a few months worth. You know, he made League One his bread and butter and pulled up the gap on us and ended up beating us eventually. Um, but in the Championship, it was a bit, mm, you know, um, 
But m- maybe that's the situation we're into. You know, he made the best of a bad situation at Wigan, and maybe he can do the same with us. Mm. Um, and like I say, he's well drilled, so the players will understand what their jobs are. And I think Richardson's a sort of manager that leaves very much, um, leaves very little um, room for wiggle within the team itself. You know, it's like you have this job to do and you will mm. stick to it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we've got some quite high ish caliber players for our football club's level um and is it a case of drilling them into what he wants them to do or is it a case of getting his arm around them and you know we're fluffing them up a little bit and getting them mm. to do the best that they can do um which i think is potentially why wayne carlisle stuck around you know he's more of like paul one sort of character you know your man manager figure mm. so if we've still got that side of things then we bring in the more well-drilled person is it back to square one with what Taylor wanted to do? Or do we bring in someone different or someone a bit more brash in the dressing room? There's a lot of consideration that needs going and it makes my head fizz trying to think about it. Um, but like I said before, Richardson's one of them where it's like, I wouldn't say no because I understand the appointment. But at the mm. same time, there's always that thing in the back of your mind that not everyone's going to be happy and is it the right appointment? Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with it, but... Mm. but. Um, it's let's like we're fine on. with it, but but with the asterisks next to it, yeah. it's like, mm. yeah. Um, David Hope he comes brings on to the next one. He says, Out of the list of potential managers put there, I feel Gary Rowett is the guy to take us forward. He originally said, My uh, head, he originally said that Rowett was in his head while the heart, um, so he's listening to his head. Um, he says, Rowett with Millwall didn't concede a great deal. We need to, we need to tie up the back, quite obviously, so it makes sense. Yeah, he just. Yeah. He screams rather United, to be honest with you, Gary Rowett. Um, he's been around the block, Mick. Um, yeah. Stoke, uh, Birmingham, somewhere else before Stoke. Cause they picked him from somewhere, I can't remember where it was. Um, he, did, he almost got Millwall in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which I think is an incredible... I know they, bought, they threw it away a little bit, but that in itself is an incredible achievement. Their budget is, is bigger than ours and will be reasonably bigger than ours, but it's not millions and millions bigger than ours. So what he did at Millwall, although it feels like it ended on a pretty sour note, to get them where they were, I think, was an incredible job. And I think under the right circumstances, Gary Rowett is a, would be a wonderful appointment. Well, I mean, if, if you were to ask Rotherham United supporters, taking any any names out of the equation altogether, would and, and taking obviously taking the type of supporters out of the equation as well, um, would you like our club to be like Millwall are? Uh, in yeah. terms of championship club, it's, it is it's the next step on the on the on the road, isn't it, for us mm. to 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 be that established championship club? Um, you know, bang average mid table championship club would be an absolute dream for us at the moment. I don't mean permanently, obviously. If if, if you know, just in case anybody thinks that I think that's where we're going to be and stay. But that has to be the next step, and and that's what he's achieved at uh, at Millwall. I don't think he's. I don't think my understanding is from what uh, what I what I read and what I see that he's not pulled up any trees in terms of uh, you know sort of classy football. And I know there's been a lot of criticism from some of their supporters about the 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 way that they play, but they are a solid solid mid table at least Championship football club. You know, they're not even flirting with relegation or haven't done for the past few seasons, realistically. Um, So, you know, he he can do the job. There's no question about it because he's done it. So, Mm. yeah, it would be a good option. It would be a good choice. 
as things stand with where we are at the moment. That's my yeah. view on, on Rowe, I think. Mm. He was the manager, uh, I think, got them up to League One. I think I'm right in saying. Uh, yeah, it was it was Burton, sorry, Burton manager uh, got them up to League One. Um, he then went to Derby County, went to Stoke, where he didn't sort of do so well, and then Boston Millwall, where he did, where he did very well, pretty, oh, relatively speaking, very well. Um, Danny, he ticks the wrong amount of boxes, not particularly pretty football. If you want pretty football, I think we're aim, you're aiming for the moon, to be honest with you. You've got to be pragmatic about this. And I think that Gary Rowett understands the championship. Well, he clearly understands the championship. And he clearly understands working <coughs> on a relatively tight budget, which, again, Millwall is. It would be a relatively tight budget, not as tight as ours, but still relatively tight. Um, it just feels like the right appointment, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that's the name that sort of rung the most bells, shall we say. Mm. Um, obviously, it's not rung all the bells, or else you know we'd appointed him straight away. But... Um, for me, like the one sticking point is that he left Millwall by mutual consent. Like that's him going to the club saying, "I think I'm I'm done." Not sure yeah. how mutual it was to be honest with you. Having you, read you some think, reports, he got uh, sacked. What, what, from what I understand, he got sacked. Really? Yeah. I think it's a case that they just wanted rid of him and just got it. It looked better if he left by mutual and not was sacking you. Yeah, fans had had enough. I think the three nil defeat, the three nil defeat to them beating us three nil was a blip in their season. From what I. Reading right, between okay. Fans. okay, well, I'm going to change my tune slightly. If that's the case, and <laughs> this fan sort of sounded him out, it almost rings true of what we did with Taylor. Because um, I think fans sort of sounded him out a little bit, and it's like, mm. Mm, yeah. Um, but out of all the names that have been mentioned, even you know Wilder and Warnock, I think Rowett sort of makes the most sense. Like you say, he's, he can play good football at times, but he also knows how to be down and dirty. Um, mm. you know, Mill Millwall isn't an especially clean football club when it comes to playing football, you know. Mm. Um, and neither are we, to be fair. Um, and I think out of all of them, he would get the Rotherham United ideology more than anybody else. I think Wilder would have brought some Sheffield United ideology. Um, Warnock would have brought his own ideology that's just Warnockology, you know which is his own thing. Um, but with Rowett, he sort of has that understanding of, you know, more working-class football, which might have been why he didn't really, really work at Stoke, but it really mm. started firing at Millwall. Um, again, it's one that I won't say no to, but I think it's out of all, out of all the other names, it's the one that I'd say the most yeses to. Fair enough. Um, Chile says, I don't think we need pretty football right now. A bit of fight and passion is what we need. And just organisation. We just need to be organised. If we don't organise, we'll be fine. We've got the players to it, I think, to work through it. Um, Gary Rowett springs just, he just screams a little bit at Mick McCarthy, maybe a bit more modern than Mick McCarthy. But just to, he just got this way of getting teams playing. He, he um, doesn't have as much riz as Mick McCarthy. No, he's a, he's a bit more bland in terms of media personality mm. um, than Mick McCarthy was. Um, well, Mick McCarthy is a bit. We're down well with some of our fans if he's a bit bland and. <laughs> I take it he's not a touchline screamer then. I don't think so, no. I don't think he is, no. no, um, no talking no. of touchline screamers, segue there, well done, Mick. Uh, mm-hmm. The last name on the list, last name on put on, uh, last name that's linked, and the first time I've seen it linked is today from Paul Davis, and it got me going, oh, hello, Nathan Jones. I talked about him on Monday, I talked about him on Sunday, I think. Um, 
it might not be very populist, but if, if Nathan Jones is interested and is available, you do what you can to get him at this football club because I, I, I think he's an excellent manager, and I think he suits Rotherham United. He's got that. He's got that nasty Steve Evans side to him, that real aggression on the sideline that that fans want and fans like. But he again really knows how to get teams going. He showed that I look. When I, if you if you mind Stoke, we're going to ignore your Stoke record because nobody's successful at Stoke unless you're yeah. Tony Um Sadly for them, um, Jones just ticks everything for me, Mick. I'm, I, I, if he's available, is he any he's interested? It just seems so sensible to me. There's so many similarities to to, to when he took over and back over at Luton. They were in a relegation scrap when he took back over in COVID season. And he managed to it was almost a miracle keeping them up, and then he was able to build that club and move them forward. It, it ticks all the long term and short term appointments for me. Yeah, seems that way, doesn't it? It, it certainly seems that way. And, and I know there's it, 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 some people don't like him, and, and I get that. Um, you know, and, uh, given given my um, my sort of opinion on Steve Evans, I, I'm I'm pretty qualified to understand why people wouldn't like him. Um, however, you know he's, he has done it at this level. He's proved himself. He's proved himself to the point where he was poached by a Premier League club, you know, um, which didn't obviously didn't go go particularly well. Um, but the, the similarities and in, in terms of us and Luton Town are, are, are quite striking, you know, in terms of a smallish club, mm. um, small budget, um, you know, and then. Like you said, languishing down near the bottom of, of the championship, he's done it before. There's no reason why he can't do it again. There's, there will be an argument to say that perhaps, the, well, uh, maybe the quality that we've got in this squad when everybody's fit is is equal to at least the Luton Town side that he kept up. Probably in some areas better. Um, mm. When you look at the likes of Victor and uh, you know and people like that, so. Yeah, it, it seems to me to be the best fit out of the ones that have been mentioned, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I, you know, as, as supporters, you know, oh, we don't like him because he's a, he's, he does this, he does that, he's, he's got this sort of personality or whatever when he's playing it, when when these, these people are managing or playing against you. But when they're for you, when they're playing, when mm. they're in your corner, fans love it. Um, and, and he seems to be that sort of character that would, Probably get the fans on side, even some of the people who don't like him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Steve Evans did it with me. When he first came, I did not want him. I did not want him the first time around. But he won us round. He won us round with his personality and the way that he the way that he kind of galvanized the supporters in the club. Um I don't he's not I don't think he's capable of doing that again in my view. But I think Nathan Jones, he did it at Luton and, and I think he would be able to do it here. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We don't know, do we? It's, it's just opinion. Yeah. What I would say is, uh, I, I, in my head, I thought he'd go for a bigger job than Rotherham United. But there's been bigger jobs than Rotherham United this season. So if he's not going to go to those jobs that have already become available at the higher end of the table, and there was rumours he was linked, interested in the Sheffield Wednesday job. I think we said this the other day. If you're interested in Sheffield Wednesday job, you're going to be interested in Rotherham job. Uh, that's just where Sheffield. And they might not like to admit it, Sheffield Wednesday, but that's just where they are as a club at the minute. Um, mm. Nicholson says Jones or Eustace, no brainer. It's not sadly not Eustace. Uh, Reg says thinks wages could be a problem. I think that's right, but mm. if he wants to get back on the horse and he's not getting, he's still not getting these bigger job opportunities 
uh, when you know Leeds was available for a period of time, or what, or what you know that the, I thought that's where he would end back up, a bigger club in the Championship. That hasn't worked for him, so why not come back down and do what you did first time around and show what you've got? You've got something about you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nicholas says John Luton was very solid in the Championship. They were more than solid. Horrible to play against. I remember playing with the COVID season at New York. We lost one 0 yeah. They were yeah. horrible. And you, it's the, just the, those teams you come out and you just go think, have oh, we lost that game? Yeah, I can't yeah. believe we've lost to them. And then you sit back and go, God, they were horrible, and but they were really good at what they did. Mm. And I think that's what we we lack a little bit. Um, Digger says, uh, Jones are row it, but you can go for Jones. Um, somebody said, um, Edward says, Jones O'Rower, stop messing about and get him in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Terry Femi says, had a nice man in charge for someone uh, if, if for someone with a bit of bite, uh, yeah, and, and I think the difference between the likes of Jones and Evans, for example, uh, mm. it doesn't strike me as a man who's going to be slapping players around back at Ed and throwing things at mm. him. You know, yeah. it's not it's not the players that he will aim his his, his angst at. You know, it's it's the opposition essentially. Um, his players seem to love him at Luton, didn't they? they yeah, absolutely, and 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 that's. That, that that's that's obviously hugely important, and if you can get this this squad on his side, then uh, we're, we're going to be we'd be absolutely fine. So, mm. yeah, I think I think that's where my um, my vote would go if it were a supporters' vote. Danny, Nathan Jones, excited, coming <laughs> and are in. Where are you feeling? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I mentioned him earlier about the being sort of the uh, the more terrier based. Manager, that's um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the kind way of putting it. Um, like picture Jamie Lindsay's feral energy in a football manager, and you've basically got Nathan Jones, <laughs> in an angry um, little Welsh man, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, again, I think if we were just to go the exact polar opposite of you know what we've experienced the last few years, you know, like we had the, the nice guy in Paul Warren, we had the tactician in Taylor. Uh, if you wanted someone who will just really get at the players and get at the officials and possibly get himself into a lot of trouble, we'd go for Nathan Jones. And I hate to admit it, if we appointed Nathan Jones, I'd be all for it as well, just mm. to see how much he'd not only wind himself up, but wind the opposition up and wind the officials up. I mean, Matt Taylor wound the officials up by just being mm. honest, you know, mm. and got a touchline ban for it. Lord knows what Nathan Jones would do. Um, with us, he might actually fix the system, but I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I'd be all for Nathan Jones because, like, like you touched on, Mick, he got a, nearly a perfect song out of Luton mm. um, and got them performing at a really high level in this division. And um, you know, it, it'd be in similar parameters with us. Mm. Um, and I think if the players really needed to kick up the backside, which unfortunately some of them do this season. Uh, Nathan Jones might be the person to really kick the boot and get them going. Um, the only question would be, is that the right way forward with players of the calibre we've got at the minute? Maybe, maybe mm. not. Um, but if I was to see a post tomorrow that says Robin United have appointed Nathan Jones as their new manager, I'd go, yes, very good. Yes, agreed. Um, Nick Lesson says, if you can turn Carlton Morris into a Premier League striker, you can do it with anybody. I mean, that's, that is a that's very good point. Yeah. Absolutely bang on. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he so let's finish on. But he looks at my Victor's eye with his knee. 
Or is it his yeah. elbow? Elbow. Yeah, yeah. elbow. Yeah. Oh, does he know the difference between the two? That's the question. Good question. Don't know. <laughs> um, I just want to quickly mention the internationals briefly. Uh, Kim McGuckin is scheduled to play for Northern Ireland under-21s at Everton. They play in England, England at Everton. I'm not sure when that is, but it's England, playing in England, so you'll be able to watch that somewhere. Relatively easy, I would have thought. Uh, Dexter Lombakisa is on international with Jamaica. I'm, again, I'm not sure. I haven't checked the dates for when they're playing, but I think they'll probably play two games. Sweden, Victor was on the bench for Sweden as Sweden lost 3 0 to Azerbaijan. Um, but fear not, fear not, they will be changing their manager after this international break. Oh, so God. hopefully, when a new guy comes in, Victor will be number one, should be number one. What are the odds on it being Matt Taylor? That's the question. <laughs> Bristol Rovers and Sweden. Well, if you can do it in FIFA, you know. Yeah, well, agree. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, one word. Who are you wanting, Danny? Um, Christ. Um, not sod it, Jones. Like it. Palmer says if he Jones takes over, he's making a don't panic meme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Jones as well. I'm Jones all the way. Although, if, if it was Rowett, I would be happy as mm. well. Uh, Mick? I, I mean, the, the, the other joke that somebody made the other night about him being gone too long is another uh, is, is another one that um, might, might be one for the older. Um... Sadly, I think it might be. <laughs> Danny Ashby. <laughs> you got Jones as well, sorry? Yeah, I would, yeah. Okay. Um, John S. This is like the prediction time of the of the episode where we just tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, John S. Says Jones, Terry Fenby, Harry uh, says Jones, as does Joshua Cra- uh, Caswell. Sorry, Phil says Rowett. Um, you watch. We, we've got like the toss up between Rowett and Jones in the comments. It will be Gareth Ainsworth. Like th- 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 this is the point of where the Robin United meme just kicks in. Into yeah. it will end up being Ainsworth. I think we might have to have a, uh, have, a have a a another like a swear jar for the uh, for the air word. <laughs> what would be Paul or something like that? This continues. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not. I'm not convinced that we will have to wait for the, after the Leeds game to get an appointment. I just. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's one of those things that can move quite quickly, can't it? Once you identify a target, these things can move really, really quickly. I think you've got a feeling, haven't you? You've got a feeling that it's gonna, it's gonna arrive before. I do, yeah, and I do, and I don't, I, I, I do know why. Um, I don't know. I, I've got a feeling we'll see something before. We, we're gonna do another episode Sunday. Um, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I think, I think something's gonna happen. I don't know what. I think something's gonna happen, and I can't really put my finger, finger on exactly why, but I do. I, I think something's. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else? You're not, if it's something you're not telling us here, Matt. There's not. You know, I, like, I, 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 have I, I just feeling. have a feeling. What's your feeling? No comment. I just. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't mean everything that's been said this week doesn't make any sense, does it? In terms of the appointment, the slowing down of the words from Tony Stewart, then we're getting more names linked to us. It, none of it really makes any sense, hmm. which suggests to me that when something happens, it's going to happen really, really quickly. I think. I think anyway. Um, don't know anything you two want to finish on. Nah, <laughs> uh, the one thing I've seen in the comments is a few people saying, you know, we've not mentioned um international managers potentially getting a look in. Um, that's but... good. <clears throat> no, like as in managers from abroad, oh, right. um, their manager after the next game, so yeah, um, 
but, but we can't have him in because we'll have, be playing Dylan Phillips instead of Victor. I mean, oh, that's his track record. Yeah. Um, but it's like managers from abroad. You know, I've just had a look at Rotherham's manager history. We've had one international manager, and I was doing it was Danny Baguera. You know, yeah, so, so I think exactly. that scared us enough not to try it again, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never know. But I've not seen any sort of whispers or peeps or anything about managers from abroad coming in. Mm. Um, it's not really a Tony Stewart style, is it? I don't No, think. not really. I mean, since Tony Stewart took over in where are we? Uh 2012, it's been um Scotland's England's Kenny Jacket from Wales briefly and then England. Maybe oh, we could get an Irish manager in just to complete the set, you know. Yeah. The set. Yeah. <laughs> He'll start an international incident with words like that, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> it was linked as well. He did a very good job at Cardiff. Very again, ultra short term. Um was it Forest Lamushi? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Don't know. Um it was certainly the Cardiff manager when they beat us twice three times last season, basically. Um cool. Let us end it there. Thank you all for being with us. As always, if you're watching this on Friday, this could all be out of date. Check out the next episode when that will be. We will be back on Sunday to do a normal Sunday episode because even if we've not got an appointment, there will still be something. There'll be more rumors, there'll be more something, more complaining. There'll be stuff to talk about on Sunday, no matter what. So watch out for the Sunday episode. And then when the appointment is done, obviously we'll do an emergency podcast as well. Uh, Thank you, everybody, who joined us tonight. And if you joined us in the previous two episodes as well, thank you very much. The numbers we saw in terms of viewership numbers were incredible. So thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. You seem to be enjoying it. So make sure you've subscribed while you've been with us um, and like the video as well, because you're here. You might as well. Uh, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, again, make sure you've liked that video. Give it a five-star rating, as it would be on Apple, Apple iTunes and Spotify and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Mash me head this manager stuff, honestly. It's mash me head more mm-hmm. than actual game of football, to be honest with you. Keeping up with all is an absolute pig. Um, Mick, thank you very much for being with us tonight. It's been fun. No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And Danny, thank you. You get, like Mick did the last episode, you get a late mark on the register, but thank you for being with us. No, it's fine. I was looking at another pub. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to go to bed now because my brain's legit soup. But yeah, always a pleasure to be on. Top stuff. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Check out the next episode on Sunday and up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a wild, wild short goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 years, Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 